I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, terror in France. A woman beheaded and two others fatally stabbed in a horrific attack in Nice. Queensland countdown, COVID, closed borders and the cost of getting through the crisis. The final day in the battle for the Sunshine State. Sydney's COVID battle, urgent health alerts issued as clusters grow in the city's southwest. And Melbourne warned, complacency fears as dozens ordered into isolation after a toddler tests positive. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. France has been rocked by a series of terror attacks. Three innocent people have been killed, including a parishioner beheaded at a church in Nice. Live now to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld. Hugh, how did this all unfold? Jody, good morning. One of the victims was said to have been praying inside the church when the armed man launched the attack. He has survived, a 21-year-old Tunisian who arrived in Europe just weeks ago. The local mayor has described it as Islamo-fascist barbarism. Gunshots at Nice's Catholic Cathedral. As police move in to take down a terrorist yelling, Alu Akbar... The attacker had just beheaded an elderly female worshipper, fatally attacked the male church warden, 45-year-old Vincent Locke, and a third woman who made it outside to seek help at a cafe but died soon after. Officers describing the scene inside the church as a vision of horror. Il ne fait aucun doute. There is no doubt what was behind the motives of the assailant who didn't stop repeating Alu Akbar even as he was being treated by paramedics at the scene. 250 kilometres away, police gunned down another attacker. Shot dead after he threatened passers-by in Avignon with a handgun, also yelling, Alu Akbar. Streets in the south of France flooded with armed police as the president visited the scene in Nice. La France qui est attaquée. It is quite clearly France that has been attacked, Emmanuel Macron said. Following reports, a security guard at the French consulate in the Saudi city of Jeddah had also been attacked. An extra 4,000 soldiers now deployed across France to protect schools and places of worship.
It's just two weeks since the school teacher Samuel Patty was beheaded outside his school, seemingly retribution for showing his students a cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad. In recent weeks since then, the atmosphere has turned increasingly toxic between France and the broader Muslim world. Emmanuel Macron has launched a more hardline stance against extremism in France. He has vowed to eradicate Islamic extremism from the country and said he wants to liberate French Muslims from foreign influence. That has sparked a furious response from countries like Turkey, the president there, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, vowing to boycott French goods. And we have seen protests across the Muslim world in the last couple of days from Somalia to Iran and the Palestinian territories. Some of those countries have seen further protests in the hours since this attack in Nice. Emmanuel Macron saying today that this was an attack on Catholics, saying it is Catholics who have been targeted. Jody. Okay, Hugh Whitfeld, thank you. Queensland's two opposing leaders are making their final pitch to voters before polls open tomorrow. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and LNP leader Deb Frecklington have mounted a last-minute blitz of crucial battlegrounds. The Premier yesterday visited seven southeast Queensland seats, while her challenger was in Brisbane visiting the marginal Labor strongholds, hoping to sway undecided voters. Meantime, Anastasia Palaszczuk is expected to announce plans to reopen the border to New South Wales today. There's mounting speculation the Sunshine State won't fully reopen. Instead, the Premier is expected to announce an expansion of the border bubble. Contact tracers are frantically trying to isolate coronavirus cases springing up in Sydney's southwest with urgent health alerts issued. Four family members, three from one household and another who is a relative, have tested positive. Two of those are students who attend the Malik Fad Islamic School in Hoxton Park, which has undergone deep cleaning. Health, um, I know, is working and is confident that there will be an established link to an existing cluster, although that's not yet confirmed. Those who attended specific F45 classes at Leppington between October 15 and 28 are close contacts and must immediately isolate for 14 days. Dozens of people are in isolation after a Melbourne toddler tested positive to COVID. The little girl's childcare centre in the city's north has closed for cleaning, with 90 people so far considered secondary contacts. The Victorian Premier has confirmed protocols weren't breached, despite the child being a close contact of a previously confirmed case. Everybody involved in this has done exactly the right thing. They've got tested, they've got retested. Uh, when, it, when it became clear that there was a potential for exposure at the childcare centre, they closed. Authorities believe yesterday's two other cases are not currently infectious. It's understood they may have had COVID previously, but still tested positive due to parts of the virus left in their system. Police are working to catch those behind a series of bomb threats which have caused mass disruption at dozens of schools. Several campuses in Queensland have now been targeted following days of similar evacuations in New South Wales. Gosh, haven't the students of 2020 been through enough? The last thing they need is this, and I'm just devastated that people would think it's OK to do this. The original hoax emails have been traced to Eastern Europe. Authorities at Doha Airport have now released security video they claim showed the moments after an abandoned baby was found in a terminal bathroom. Paramedics are seen tending to the newborn just before the invasive searches of female passengers that have sparked global outrage. 
Huddled over a baby wrapped in a blanket, Doha Airport releases security video of what it says was the newborn girl abandoned in the bathroom. Cameras follow as others gather round. Seven News has been unable to verify the accuracy of the pictures, but it's the first apparent glimpse of the baby that sparked a major search for the mother and led to invasive examinations of dozens of women, including Australians. An abhorrent and unwarranted abuse of power and an intimidating and humiliating experience for the women involved. Qatar has expressed regret, but former diplomat and Liberal MP Dave Sharma says it's not enough. You know, we need an explanation and an apology from the Qatari authorities. Labor wants Maurice Payne to call her Qatari counterpart. I simply cannot fathom why our Foreign Minister didn't pick up the phone. So Maurice has achieved incredible outcomes for our country. No outcome on the threat to stop servicing Qatar Airways flights at Sydney Airport. The Transport Workers Union is now waiting for the Qatari report. Um, we are comfortable in monitoring this situation currently as it stands. Jennifer Beshwati, 7 News. The South Australian government is under fire for cancelling Adelaide's famous V8 street race. The Adelaide 500 has been a feature of the city's calendar since 1999, but the state government has cancelled next year's event, blaming COVID and falling revenue. It won't take place the year after either, with the government deciding not to renew the event's contract. It took under an hour for the NRL to overturn a controversial decision to dump the national anthem from next week's State of Origin opener following an outcry from fans and the Prime Minister. The Rugby League Commission had voted to ban Advance Australia Fair, arguing it should be reserved for international tests. The NRL says the backflip had nothing to do with politics, even though several high-profile players refused to sing the anthem during last year's Origin series. Sydney Underworld figure Sam Ibrahim has been moved from New South Wales to WA in a covert operation ahead of his deportation to Lebanon. Ibrahim was smuggled in a police convoy from Long Bay Jail to Sydney Airport where he was put on a flight to Perth. He was then taken to a detention centre there. The former bikey was granted parole last month but was kept in prison for his own safety. He's now facing deportation to Lebanon because his permanent residency here was cancelled during his jail term. A clean-up is underway following powerful storms in southeast Queensland. Lightning was captured over Brisbane's skies while a house at Pimpermar had its roof tiles smashed in. In the Lockyer Valley, a hailstorm caused damage to crops estimated to be worth millions of dollars. There will be a reprieve from the wild weather in the region today, but more storms are forecast for tomorrow. A major stoush is brewing between the Prime Minister and the CEO of Australia Post, who's been forced to stand aside. Let's go live to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. Christine Holgate has accused the PM of humiliating her. Yeah, suggesting that she is considering legal action. Good morning, Jody. In a statement released through her lawyers, Christine Holgate says the Australia Post board failed to formally notify her that she'd been stood down and on what grounds as legally required after she was forced to step aside pending an investigation into luxury watches given to four senior executives in 2008 worth $20,000. They were a reward for securing a deal to deliver banking services in post office 
officers. The Prime Minister telling Parliament he was shocked and appalled the gifts deemed inappropriate for a government-owned entity. A spokesperson for Australia Post says the board has been communicating frequently with Ms Holgate and giving appropriate support in the findings of the investigation are due next month. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. Australia's new high-tech $100 banknote has officially gone into circulation. It features opera singer Dame Nellie Melbourne on one side and engineer and war hero Sir John Monash on the other. The Australian masked owl and our national floral emblem, the golden wattle, also appear in the design. Experts say new security features make the note near impossible to fake. U.S. Gulf states are in recovery mode after being smashed by Hurricane Zeta. The deadly system made landfall in Louisiana, tearing off roofs, uprooting trees and wiping out power to millions. One man was killed when a large oak tree fell on his home. Britain's opposition party has suspended its former leader Jeremy Corbyn over his reaction to a highly critical report on anti-Semitism. The human rights watchdog found Labor responsible for unlawful harassment and discrimination during Mr Corbyn's leadership. But Mr Corbyn said the scale of anti-Semitism within Labor had been dramatically overstated. He says the move to suspend him is political and is promising to strongly contest it. Donald Trump and Joe Biden are going head-to-head -head in Florida, holding competing rallies in the always unpredictable swing state. This is a live shot of the president's rally. He's speaking to supporters in Tampa. Let's go live to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney with the president. Ash, this is one of the most crucial contests of the campaign. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, Florida and its 29 electoral college votes are particularly important for Donald Trump if he is to win another four years in the White House. Uh, he arrived here in Tampa a short time ago with Melania Trump. This is the first time the First Lady has joined him at a rally since June, introducing him on stage here this afternoon. Take a listen. Let this president, our American values and ideals are protected, cherished and upheld. We have had three incredible years of making America great again. Thank you, Melania. Good job. I love our First Lady. We're doing incredibly in Florida. We're doing incredibly all over. And this isn't based on polls. This is based on fact. This is based on votes that are coming in. But you have to get out and vote. We are creating the greatest red wave in the history of our country. Donald Trump has spent much of this rally touting America's economic recovery after the country recorded its biggest quarterly expansion on record after being dealt such a major blow from the pandemic. These two candidates, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, playing a game of cat and mouse at the moment, uh, crisscrossing these battleground states with five days to go. We will hear from Joe Biden later this afternoon. Jody. OK, Ashley Mullaney in Florida, thank you. An alleged car thief in Perth has attempted to evade police by crashing a boot scoot and Halloween party for seniors. The event at a Macedonian cultural centre was interrupted when the man stormed the dance floor with police in hot pursuit. Several women were knocked over as the man tried to escape through the back door. He was tasered, handcuffed and is now in custody. In sport, Port Adelaide held their best and fairest awards overnight, with defender Darcy Byrne-Jones claiming the top honour. Byrne-Jones upset Brownlow medal runner-up Travis Bogue to claim his first John Cahill medal. The AFL free agency window starts today. 
Luke Keary will make his Blues debut in Wednesday's State of Origin series opener in Adelaide. Cody Walker has been named on the bench, while Eels stars Clint Gutherson and Junior Paolo will also debut. Maroons coach Wayne Bennett has selected eight Origin rookies. Queensland says their lack of experience is a positive. The Wallabies have their captain's run later this morning ahead of tomorrow night's do-or-die Bledisloe Cup test in Sydney. With James O'Connor sidelined with a knee injury, the Aussies will take two rookies into the clash against New Zealand. Noah Lalesio replaces O'Connor and Brumby's teammates Irae Simone debuts as in, at inside centre for the injured Matt Tamua. You've gone from 100 and something caps to zero. The couple of guys have played a lot of footy together. They've got a good combination and obviously Nick White from the same club. A loss to the All Blacks will extend our Bledisloe Cup drought to an 18th year. Rising cricket star Cameron Green is one step closer to being handed his international debut after being picked in Aussie's white ball squad to face India next month. The 21-year-old has been labelled our best batting talent since Ricky Ponting. We've had our eye on him you know, for some time now, of course, and he'll uh, come into contention for test match selection or at least uh, inclusion in our, our squad. Moses Henriques is back in the Aussie squad for the first time since 2017. An extremely rare asteroid made mostly of metal also has an extremely rare price tag with an estimated value of $10,000 quadrillion. The Hubble Space Telescope is keeping a close eye on the costly cosmic rock which is currently orbiting between Mars and Jupiter. As Halloween approaches, there's a new trend emerging in the US, COVID-safe scares. A car wash has turned into a tunnel of terror. Cars line up around the block to get their cars cleaned and spooked. Employees even dress up and do their best to scare the customers. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough in the west and north is generating heat and storms in northern western Australia and the top end. A low is bringing blustery winds and intense showers and storms to South Australia, inland Victoria and western New South Wales, while showers and storms in eastern New South Wales will ease as a trough moves away. Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane, a top of 31 degrees, a late shower in Sydney, heading for 22. Canberra, a possible thunderstorm, 21. Possible showers in Melbourne and 20. A late shower in Hobart today, a possible shower in Adelaide, mostly sunny, a top of 37 in Perth, and a possible thunderstorm in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday, the 30th of October.